podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jay here, Full Time Devils. This is the Full Time Devils podcast. It's episode 40-something, I forget. Um, I think it's 47. Don't quote me, might be 48. Don't quote me. Um, joining me today is Angelina Kelly. Angelina, welcome. Hello. Is this one of your final appearances before you... It is one of my final appearances. Yes. One of the last going, ones. Going to Germany. Mm. The Germans. But yeah. I'm sure you'll... Um, <laughs> is that I'm allowed to say that? Is that racist? I'm sorry if it is. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be joining us via Skype. Yeah. And um, hopefully I'll be... Yeah, I will, sorry, I let me rephrase that. You will be joining us by Yeah, Skype. I will be. Thank I have you. no option. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and also with us is Casey. How are we billing you? Is it Casey from... Stratford Paddock. Uh, yeah, Casey from Stratford Paddock. Yeah, when you get a message of Steve, you don't say yeah, that. Saying why did you go on full time levels <laughs> and not talk about Stratford yeah. Paddock? Message, message by subtly like something thrown at my head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mention Stratford Paddock. No, I'm from Stratford Paddock. Yeah, so I might have seen me on there. You probably seen me on here a couple of other times. As I was discussing with you before, and Jay, our last fantastic podcast project. I t- I tell you what, right, if you want the, the lottery numbers or you want to earn some money off betting, come to me and him. We, we, we're yeah. like, we'll tell, we, we'll tell you the numbers and then just do the exact opposite and, so, you'll, and you'll have it. Tell the uh, listeners and viewers, Casey, what we what we declared last time me and you were on here together. Well, I mean, I got one out of three. I said we signed a striker on loan, which, which actually ended up happening. But we said Fernandez wouldn't sign. And then I think the next day he did. Yeah. And we said that the United chanting was, was it was only chanting. There was nothing going to happen from it. There wasn't going to, they weren't going to try and set fire to Ed Woodward. And then some flares got thrown at his house. It was literally like the podcast got published and then an hour later it was dated. It was yeah. wrong. <laughs> it was just wrong. <laughs> we were so sure as well when we said it. We were so like, yeah. no, this is, we're definitely not going to, I was like, we're not going to sign a midfielder. What are people getting deluded for? We're not going to sign Bruno Fernandes. But we did. And, and I also have to add that this is being recorded just before the Bruges game. So if you're wondering why we've not talked about Igalo's hat trick or um... <laughs> Rashford's shock appearance, yeah, on the Rashford pitch. and Pogba's amazing um, recoveries. recoveries, then that's why. Um, on the subject of Pogba, because funnily enough, he's been in the news again lately. No. Now, Steve um, and um, McCullough have done a, a bit on this on McCullough and House and Uncensored. So I'm not going to go too much into it, but I just will say a couple of things or ask a couple of questions. Ollie sort of, in his last press conference at the time recording again, said he almost didn't know when Pogba was going to be back, mm. which is slightly worrying because we've gone from he's going to be back in two weeks to he's, he's going to be back in February mm. to we don't know when he's going to be back. Casey, I'll start with you. Simple question. Do you think we'll see him in a Manchester United shirt again? No, I don't think so. I don't think we will. I think oh, I think if we do see him, it might be like, the one appearance at the end of the season. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like it's just one of those ones where it's 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 obviously an injury which I've which mo- many people have before. I'm just going to make sure the mic's there. So. Sorry, sorry, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> Jay's making sure I'm speaking to the mic. <laughs> um, but it's an injury we've seen before, so there's obviously a time period that they should know that, yeah, it's a it's a surgery. I can't remember exactly what it was on. Is it it was his ankle. His ankle, ankle yeah. surgery. So there's probably like a time frame, which I think was before the end of the season. So... We should see him back. So Solskjaer, I think, would say, yeah, you might get him a couple of games at the end of the season. Like He would definitely say something if we were going to see him again. And I feel like at this point, it's just a matter of if someone stumps up the cash, he's out the door. And there was a rumour going around that, you know, mm. well, not a rumour, a story. Well, a story in the Daily Mail is a rumour. Let's have it <laughs> right. I get more sense out of me, junking uncle. But um, there was a story that he might be available for a cut price deal in the summer. Do you think United would do that? Do you think that 
regardless of whether we see him play much more football for Manchester United, do you think in the summer A is going to go and B a cut price deal could be on the table? Um, I mean, obviously you don't know what they're going to do. Um, but in in my opinion, I'd just take anything to get rid of him. I just think he's really yeah. I mean, it's it's like I, I get people's argument, you know, for him and stuff like that, and I don't think you can deny that when he's good, he's fantastic. Like you can't deny that. We've all seen that. But I just feel like the vibe with him, it's just everything is just so toxic. Like, at the end of the day, let's be honest, you know, he's putting on Instagram all of his training that he's doing. He's not doing that to get fit for Manchester United. Because if he even cared an iota about this club, he wouldn't be saying the things that he says. He wouldn't be allowing his um, agent to be saying what he said. And we talked about it on the um, the phone-in after the Chelsea game. Me and Scotty were getting into We were both like very heated and passionate about our dislike for Pogba, really, to be honest. But it's, you know, you, your agent is a representation of you and that agent needs you more than you need them, to to an extent. Um, and if if you employed somebody to help you out and they were saying disrespectful things about your manager, your club, you'd pull him to the side and say, what are you doing? Like, he's got to have been given some kind of, oh, say what you want kind of thing because you wouldn't jeopardise your business by pissing off your player. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, I just think the whole vibe around him, everything, it just feels toxic to me. I think he's getting himself ready for the Euros. Don't think he particularly cares if he'll play for us again. Maybe just, I don't know, maybe from a fitness perspective or something, he might show his face once or twice, but he will not want to risk not making those Euros, so... It's a shame. Part of me with, with Pogba thinks there is an element here of you almost reap what you sow as Manchester mm. United Football Club. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, we got Pogba from Le Havre when he was a teenager. And Le Havre kicked off about it because they'd had him as a youngster, a real mm. youngster. And we'd come in and yeah. gone, right, we'll take you to our academy. And they were annoyed because they felt they'd sort of done the, the hard bit with him, getting him as a, a very young lad mm. into a sort of teenager and an and older teenager who was progressing and obviously looked set to become a superstar. Even at an early age, I think 14, 15, mm. you could tell that he was going to be one of the world's best players. So we got him then. We had him. Now, he kicked up a fuss and he left. He kicked up a fuss. He didn't want, he didn't want to stay. He was offered a contract. He didn't sign it. He, he linked up with Riola quite early mm. um, and Pog, um, Fergie says in his book him and Rayola just didn't see eye to eye they, did, they weren't happy the fact he was with Rayola but obviously he's, he's mm. entitled to work with whoever he wants yeah. to work with Rayola didn't want to sign a contract with United didn't want to stay United he then went to Juve and when he was at Juve he said a lot of sort of disparaging things about Fergie and the way he'd been treated and United in general he was like you know he, he went back to the Blackburn game where he, he was sat on the bench and we had Raphael and Phil Jones in midfield mm. Um he talks about how he, you know, Paul Scholes came out of retirement and he wasn't given a chance. Now, I watched a lot of Pogba at that time for the academy players, uh, academy team, and he was fantastic. Mm. And I saw him for the first team a few times as well. I remember at Leeds and at Elm Road. And he was good. But I can understand why Fergie wasn't ready to throw in him every mm. week. I, I, I think it, with Pogba as a young player, he stood out in the young team because A, he was an excellent footballer, but B, physically he was a lot stronger and faster than mm. the other players as well. And he didn't quite have that physicality as an 18-year-old going into Premier League football. Mm. So I can understand why you'd want to wait a little bit mm-hmm. and sort of bring him in slowly. It made sense to me that, but he wasn't happy about it. And he went to Juve, which I get, fair enough, big club, big money. There's no, no harm in that. And I think that's the time when you can say, okay, everyone walks away sort yeah. of semi, semi-happy. But then he comes back to United. We paid big money for him, 89 million quid, basically because City weren't willing to pay that. There's this story of him he coming back home and all this rubbish 
he didn't. He came because we paid enough money to get him. Yeah. It wasn't a case of he was desperate to come back to Manchester mm. United. No. And he came with Raiola, still his agent, an agent that we'd all had problems with, mm. or we'd had problems with. And then I always felt when Pogba came back and we had Mourinho at the same time, we'd get three years out of the pair of him. And, but during that time, we'd win something, like yeah. we'd win a title or, I know it sounds deluded, but maybe in the Champions League. Mm. Um, and then they'd both move on. Now, Jose's obviously gone. Pogba wants to go. But everyone's sort of, you know, sort of shocked at this or surprised. I'm not. No, Because no. I think all the signs were there, you know, and he didn't want us to stay in the first time round. He came back mm. the second time round for a big, on a big money move, basically because we were the only ones prepared to pay it. Mm. And then after a few years, he wants to move on. And I get it. I think, okay, I, I can live with that. But what's mm. happened is we've got in this sort of quandary where no one's willing to pay or no one's going to pay the money we wanted. Mm. So he's stuck here. And I think if he is stuck here, then he's got a sort of duty to act a certain way. And I agree with you on the, the rail front. You know, I'd be very surprised. I know it's a completely different player. I don't think I'm comparing it to. But I'd be very surprised if Raiola came out and slagged off Solskjaer on behalf of Jesse Lingard. Exactly. I don't think yeah. Jesse Lingard would let him do that. Mm. Now, I get <laughs> Jesse Lingard and Paul Pogba aren't on the same levels. Mm. But you understand where I'm coming from. I don't think that would happen. Yeah. So I think Pogba, who is an intelligent lad, he's not some idiot. No, not at all. Don't dismiss him if it's just some thick footballer who doesn't know what day it is. He's not. He's a clever lad. Yeah. I don't see him just going, what? He's done what? Rayola said that. Oh, man. Oh, I, I had no that. clue that was going to happen. I don't. Yeah. I think he even knew about it beforehand or he encouraged it. Mm. I think either way, it's with He's not turned around to him and said, listen, at the end of the day, I want to still show a little bit of respect to the club for the fans. You know, I don't really want to be slagging off my manager because he's still my manager. When we leave, say what we want to say, maybe. But whilst I'm still, whilst I've still technically got the shirt on, you know, let's just leave it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, me and Oriol has been doing his best impression of someone's like you know drunk relative at a party that just kind of gets a bit too much, and he's just like in yeah, a corner shouting at it? people. What was it? Scotty said there like no... um, some like recently divorced woman who's had a few wives on Facebook. My favorite one is the one where he's just Gary Neville was just like maybe you should just stop talking like and yeah. just calm down, and he was like no no Gary Neville, it's like you're, you're not successful. <laughs> if you were successful, Salford would be in the Premier League, and then everyone on the pre- Twitter was like. They literally cannot be in the Premier League. Like mathematically, right. there are not enough promotions for them to be in the Premier League right now. They would only be in the Championship at most. It's like when he said, "I'm, I'm not talking about Oligan Solskjaer." You are in it. <laughs> that sentence makes no sense. Yeah. As you're saying that, you're talking about him, um, and just you just need to stop it. And I think the whole Pogba thing, you know, we all we all need to move on one way or another. Okay. We've got, in my opinion, Fernandez who's. I think he's has been brought in as a replacement for Pogba. I hope we do get more more midfielders in. I don't think that's enough, but I'll be mm. you know, I'll be glad when all this is over. I'll be sorry okay. to see him go because I don't think he quite lived up to the expectations no. a lot of us had. Despite some success, I don't think it was quite the move that we all hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. But I think as a club, we need to move on. And as it's a player, just a toxic need to situation, yeah. and everyone needs to just have a clean slate. I think. It's sad. You know what I saw as well. This is a bit off piece, but I saw pictures of Rayola. I was looking at. Pictures of real, that's what I do in my spare time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? To make memes. Yeah, to make yeah. memes. And um, and he was like posing selfies with all Juve fans. And I just thought, well, the world's, you know, football's gone mad on it. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's a star in his own right mm. when, when he's an agent who many of us would just wish would go away. Mm. Um, enough about Paul Pogba, though. Let's talk about something much more more cheery. Odie Nagalo. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I think have I showed you where's my phone let's have a look shall we look at day that. sign oh. day sign yeah. uh, now, as I said we don't know how he's done against Bruges I presume he's banged him in yeah. Yeah, but, um, 
one thing about Orion Gallo is he wants to be a, he's like the opposite of Paul Pogba. Yeah. He like the he, anti Pogba. He does want to be a none of us wanted him, now he is a mm. we've got him. Are you happy about that, Ange? Yeah, I've got I mean, I think when we signed him, everyone was a little bit like, hang on, because I don't know, you kind of see China as maybe like a bit of a like big money retirement home. And the fact that he's so young and he's already in China, you kind of think, hang on a minute, what's going on Retirement here? on you, where the handrails you, are made of gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you're just thinking, hang on, it's a bit worrying. But at the end of the day, I'll take anybody that wants to play for the club, wants to put the shirt on, he's passionate about it, cares wants to do well um and i think that's a really good recipe for you know a, a decent player is he you know he's not gonna necessarily well you don't know he could be banging in goals every week I, you don't know i guess he's a bit he's a bit of a wild card because we don't necessarily know everything that he can do um but i just think if you've got somebody that's enthusiastic that actually wants to put the shirt on let him crack on and see what he can do okay so i mean when when you like you said when we signed him from China, I was like, well, is he going to be on? Is he going to be sharp? Is he going to look like he's on form? But he's, you've seen all everything. The way, like the day he signed, there was all, like fifty Instagram things of like, oh, I've signed for United sort of thing. But then he showed obviously he went to the Taekwondo <laughs> Center. He mm. got his fitness up. He's he obviously has that willingness to play, and he seems to be a different option. Like for six months on loan, he looks like he's he's obviously got some strength on him, which mm. Martial doesn't seem to have. He can. In that yeah. small, I mean, yeah. I've only seen five minutes of the guy play for United, <laughs> but he seems to be able to hold people off and keep the ball and sort of thing. And he nearly scored. If Willie Caballero, you know I have never screamed so Johnson, much. If he'd have scored, that would have been absolute carnage. To be fair, he should have scored. I think he's rubbish. He needs to move on. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> joking before the comments comments start. Um, we, have, we have got one eye on the summer already. Um, I know it's a long way away, but... Jaden Sancho's had another stormer. We saw Al, uh, Al, he said Alf, uh, <laughs> Erling Haaland banging a couple, well, one world in. Um, do you see us getting any big names in the summer? Because the talk, we did a thing the other day, it was talk of Grealish, um, maybe Sancho or Madison. Mm. Um, Haaland even could still be on the table, I think. Can he go again in January? Uh, I, I think... Sancho's the one that everyone's going to be wanting. I feel like a lot of clubs are going to come in for Sancho. Yeah. I feel like it's mm. it's everyone keeps saying oh it's between United and Chelsea. I don't think you've even like factored in the fact that Real Madrid probably will want him. Like Barcelona, obviously today actually they won't want him anymore. They've just signed Martin Braithwaite from Leganes. Mm. I read that notification came up on my phone oh. and I was like no. The, the rest of the situ- the rest I have I am I have very strong feelings about the entire situation and it's really annoyed me. And I, Why? Just the entire situation with Martin Braithwaite is that. It sounds right. You know, you say Martin, Martin Braithwaite. It sounds like somebody does your gas cookers. In it, he doesn't sound yeah, like yeah. a Barcelona. So Martin Braithwaite's been on the phone. He says, <laughs> you got that, that spanner you bought off him. So they've got, they've got two players injured. They've got Dembele and they've got Suarez injured. I think Suarez is injured until May. Dembele's over six months. replacement. I've never forgiven Dembele <laughs> so, for the Scousers, by the way. So, in under La Liga rules, you. Barcelona can appeal to them and then they're allowed to sign a player outside of the transfer window. Right. But the fact is, is that then they also have the rule in La Liga that the players have to have a release clause in the contract. So Barcelona can literally then go to any club and be like, yeah, we're going to buy your best player. Uh, so they went to Leganes. I mean, he's not really scored that many. He's got like six. But they've gone to Leganes, who are struggling in relegation. I'm like, yeah, we, we're going to just buy your player. We're going to pay 60 million. And now you cannot get a replacement. So now that instead of, and I don't get. Are you inferring, Casey, that there's maybe some form of 
I just don't corruption see, I, I just, in the league. I just, don't, I just don't. Biasness. I, I just don't see the point. Like every other team in the favoritism. Like when we Never. get when we got injuries, we had to promote youth. When other teams get injuries, they have to promote youth. Why does it have to be that Barcelona can be like, yeah, I'm going to go with the best like, player from Barcelona's the youth. Like, Lamazzi is meant to like the best. It's like one in of the, the supposedly one of the greatest it's, in Europe. It's a bit like that shower from down the road, though, isn't it? It's like mm. City have got this amazing youth academy and they spent 200 million pounds on the facilities, and you've got all these amazing youth players, mm. and, and yet you know he brings Where on Phil they? Foden in the 89th minute when the five nil up just to tick a box. Mm. So yeah, I think yeah. there's an element of that with with Barcelona. It, it is, and you see yeah. it, and it's deflating, and you think, mm. yeah, give him give him a minute, and they'd be buying out. What's it, Jonathan Codger? I'm getting him back on didn't board. Didn't we get Andy Gore? No one. I saw Maka tweet something. Didn't we get Andy Gore out of the transfer window, or was that? Am I imagining that? Mm. It's not quite the same. It's just, it's, mm. it just, I just don't get the situation. It's obviously it's it's angled towards a bigger team being able to just raid a lower league club. The lower league club now ha- doesn't have their best striker and they're struggling and fighting relegation. And then there's all the youth players who just don't get promoted. Listen, enough about corruption and bending the rules uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. Let's talk about Manchester City and FFP. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that but anything I, will come of this? I've just bad. read something as I came well, okay, in. So go on then. Okay, um, so I think it's the... The president of PSG, who is on the UEFA committee, yeah. has been charged by a Swiss or is been under investigation for uh, by a Swiss court for bribery. So I think City are getting off of it. <laughs> the PR, the City PR machine rivals the Neil Ashton one mm. in terms of trying to paint this multi-billion-pound plaything from a horrendous regime that's just being used for sports washing as some sort of that's broken all these rules that they signed up to voluntarily to go along with mm. they've willingly broken them then cut the books then lied about it and now being painted as some sort of victims by horrible UEFA who picked on it evil UEFA yeah. I mean I don't UEFA last time when, I mean I don't like UEFA I'm, no, uh, I'm not a big UEFA fan but I think mm. if you don't like them rules don't sign up to them but the yeah. fact was is the first time they had this they had it against PSG a couple of years ago PSG sent eight lawyers UEFA didn't even send a representative to this court of arbitration for sport. Workplacement went with him. Well, we need <laughs> yeah. you to go there and sort this out. So, like, yeah. could you imagine City? What? City have the backing Stop of... Stop making them bruise. Go yeah. on, you've got to play City have the backing of... The United Arab Emirates. They have the backing of China. They have the backing of uh, Amer- some like companies in America. They're going to send, like, 30. And there's just going to be one UEFA lawyer there, like, I want to say something. <laughs> it's like, now, after him, if number 15's got something to say... Well, wait a minute. Then we got number sixteen, and then you were in about half an hour, maybe two. It's gonna be like proper. Like I'm gonna want to say something, but I've left my finger home. Um, it don't matter. <laughs> you know if, what? It's it's. Well, fine. yeah. Everything he said, he's he's lying. We're, yeah. we're seven we're seven days in, and City still haven't finished their opening yeah. statements. Mm. Like it is. And do you see any chance of City? Because everyone I speak to just thinks City are just gonna get away with this. If that's the right term. Mm, all I say is I don't know. Money talks, doesn't it? I guess. Um, it's. I mean, every part of you is hoping and praying. And it's not even just for the whole, like, oh, could United get in the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. It's not even that. It's just for the dislike of them to just see them not be in the competition for two years. Because that is, like, the last kind of thing that Guardiola has to tick off his list at City. Um, It's it's weird for Guardiola Guardiola at City because I just don't think he's getting the love that he wants. No, from not the footballing world, mm. and I don't think he will. And I'm not just saying he's a bit of red and all that, but you saw it after the, the, the FA Cup final last season. Mm. They beat Watford six 0 in the final. They win the domestic treble, um, and you think you know he sat there expecting to be sort of lorded over and, and congratulated, yeah. and, and instead he gets questions about financial irregular, irregularities, mm. and you can see he was annoyed. And then this season, you know, the Scousers, and I'm not 
happy about this in any stretch of the imagination, but they've looking like they're going to go one better than the mm. City Centurions, forgive me for using that word. So that sort of put a damper on his achievement in a way because it's like Klopp's done mm. it a bit better. And I just don't feel he's getting that love. And, and this again with FFP and the way that the, the City being perceived, I don't think he's going to be... It's not how it was in Barcelona for him, is yeah, it? And I, I, I don't think he's ever really recaptured what he had in Barcelona, to be honest. Like, he's gone to Bayern but, Munich. And you know, and, and this is the thing where I've had so many discussions with, you know, when you look at Guardiola, minus Barcelona, obviously, like, he's done great things at City, but he's still not managed before, you know, they'd already won the Premier League before we got there. They've still not managed to get that success in Europe with him. Um, and you look at how well he did at Barcelona. Of course, he was going to do well at Barcelona. He pretty much grew up there, played for them, knew how the system worked. Obviously, there's other controversial things I won't bring up about what he was doing in Barcelona. And there's one, and one, then, lean, one lean on Messi. The fact that his <laughs> one lean on Messi. was done for whatever he was done for, and then he still continued to use him. I ain't saying nothing, but right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he went to Bayern Munich. It didn't really take off there. Um, he's come to City, and yeah, you have to say he has had success, but he's still not ticked that box for them. And that's where he kind of, I think he gets like lauded as, uh, maybe more from like Barcelona fans and like Spanish people, like lauded as this amazing um, manager, and I don't think he's necessarily ticked well, well, let, Let's yet. ask you a question then, right? Is, and I know I'm going to get pellets for this, <laughs> but I'll ask you anyway. Is Luis Enrique one of the greatest managers ever? For the, uh, is it the, the trouble winning with, uh, well, I mean, mm. he had he had an even better front line than, I mean, that was I'm it. just asking that question. Yeah. Because, okay, right, you look at it, I'm, I remember when Rijkaard was at Barcelona, they won the Champions League in 2006, we knocked them out in the semis in 2008, but you could see, you know, with Xavi, with Messi especially, mm. there was a core of world-class players to mm. build around. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not belittling what Guardiola did at Barcelona, he did a very good job, but Mourinho came in, into Real Madrid with all the chaos that goes oh, with Madrid. That was some Jose of the Mourinho. best years. Yeah. Watching those classicos I mean, in those Mourinho. He still managed to win the title. Mourinho. He still managed to win the Liga. And then Guardiola more or less have had enough from yeah. going. Yeah. Went to Bayern Munich. Didn't Deal get to that. a final. No. Get to a Champions League final. I'm not being funny. But walking the, the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich. When it's not a great... Financially as well. I think you could probably do that. You know? I could at least get him into the top five. 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> isn't like a massive achievement. He comes to City... He has a season. The first season, I think they finished third when he was sort of finding his feet. He's bats massively in the fight in the transfer market. Mm. You know, brings in Bravo, don't work out, gets rid of him. Brings in uh, Nalito, don't work out. But, you know, brings in the likes of Carl Walker, the likes mm. of uh, Mendy. Kicks out Joe Hart. Joe Hart, yeah. <laughs> also, City laid foundations for him, bringing in the likes of Sterling and De Bruyne, mm-hmm. knowing that he was coming. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's cheesy what he did with this, the whole 100 points thing and, and then winning domestic trouble is massive. But in many ways, you can argue. Because he's had it so easy at so many clubs. I think that's what it is. He has underachieved slightly. I mean, let's not forget, I've heard this criticism about Fergie. That Fergie should have won more than two Champions Leagues. Mm. And, and Fergie, you know, there's lots of mitigating factors why he didn't. But you look at, at Guardiola, the teams he's had, the way he's been back. I think more... He's only been to two finals. I think, I, right it, I think it's more last season, the fact that they didn't manage to get to that final last season. Wow. I think that for me is when I kind of started looking, thinking, hang on a minute, like this is supposed to be, he's supposed to be the best thing since sliced bread. And he couldn't get that City team that he had into that final. Um, I can't exactly remember the route that they had. 
Um, but I, I, well, it was Spurs who knocked them out. The yeah, season before, the, the Scouts has won it. So and that's perhaps the thing. two English teams that by rights you're a lot better than yeah. um, that have knocked him out of the Champions yeah. League. Um, anyway, enough mm. of City and Liverpool, even though Liverpool did get beat the other day, which was a nice change. Yeah. Good to see that they took it really well by slagging off. Oh, they said the, they said the ref. They said it, one of the ones is like, as you can see, before Atletico scored, we should have had a throw in. I was like, you, that, that's just one of those. Only things. they could win like every game bar two and still moan Complain or about whatever it, it is. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of a announcement. It's nothing grand. Nothing. Oh, right, well, okay. it is grand actually. I shouldn't say that. Um, B fifty two. Forget drum roll. Okay. Yes, B fifty two. I've been in touch again, and I don't even know about Beer 52. They do craft beer sets as well. So what you do is you sign up, they send you a box of beers, um, and it's all beers from around the world, so from like Scandinavia, California, South Africa. Um, and if you use the code www. Sorry, the, the link that's in the description www. Beer52.com forward slash devils and cover just four pound ninety five in packaging, then you'll get um, a case of beer um, and. You get two free extra beers, so that's ten free beers in total as well. Um, so you get a free case of beer for just pay four pound ninety five packaging, postal packaging. You can sign up to it, and you get different beers sent to you each month. But you can drop out whenever you want as well. Um, obviously, terms and conditions apply. You have to be over eighteen. I gave some of these beers. Cause I don't drink. I gave them to my dad, and he was raving about them. So mm. everyone's into craft beers now, aren't they? Yeah. And, and international beers. No doubt you'll be doing that when you're over in uh, Berlin. Yeah. So do check them out. As I said, links in the description. www beer52.com forward slash devils to get your case of free beers um, from full-time devils and beer52. Um, looking ahead to the mm. weekend, yep. Watford, <laughs> bit of a funny one this, isn't it? Because Watford at home, normally you go, yeah, I'm what? But the Beatles away, we have struggled against the so-called lesser teams, Burnley, mm. Palace. And we've just won. So, like, West Ham, yeah. We've just yeah. beaten Chelsea, so in the league, which is sort of our MO this, this season. And I'll start with you. Do you think Watford could be a bit of a banana skin or do you think we'll be all right? Um, I've, you know what? It'd be so lovely to be going into this confident after that Chelsea win and thinking, you know what? And what? We'll be absolutely and fine. What? Oh, and years what? Years since we said that. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think if we've learned anything this season is that you, you can't underestimate teams, um, especially the way that we have been playing. You can't just, sadly, we can't go into games thinking that anymore. You have to take them seriously. Um, and I think they will be wanting to get, you know, another win over us, of course. Um, and it depends which Manchester United shows up, I think. The Chelsea, Manchester United, or the oh, the, uh, other the other one, yeah. If we could play Chelsea every week, we'd be, we'd be top of the league. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. I, I, went to, I used to hate going to Stamford. Well, that once. was the thing. It we got used beat to twice be. in one season. We yeah. got knocked out of both cups. It mm. used to be like, the like when you're there at Stamford Bridge, you think, oh, oh fuck like, It's going to be a now crap game. Like, yeah. I just see Frank Lampard imploding every. <laughs> it's been a good season. One of my best mates is a Chelsea fan, so it's been great watching him just implode mm. every single. How old is he? It's the same age as me. It's 20, oh, that? 21. 20. Sound that wrong, isn't it? <laughs> <Hey>. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's like being a United fan now, starting to support him now. Yeah. I feel sorry for you, Casey, because you've not had the. You're old enough to remember, aren't you? The, yeah. The Van Persie era. Van Persie era. Like, I, I, I had a, the stint of like the mid mid 2000s after the Mourinho first sort of. 
like coming in and obviously knocking us off the peg. Don't worry, the good times will return mm. once Gallo hits his. Oh yeah, strike. obviously against yes. no club. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, the f- is, I get where you're coming from, Andrew, and it is a funny one with Watford because they're sort of on paper this season the exact sort of team we've struggled against. Mm. The the sort of soak up pressure, the short up shop, the physical, um, and the, the you know the, the sort of they work well as a unit. Mm. And we've, we've struggled with that. We've struggled to break teams down. And we sort of have that sort of 20 minutes of attacking when we have to face teams like Watford, even in the, the, the way leg. And then if we don't score, mm. the crowd, especially at home, can get restless and you can just almost sense what's coming. Mm. And it would be really disappointing after such a big win at Chelsea to, to not get a win against the Watford team that after their initial bump when Pearson took over, they have struggled, haven't they? They've not been... They've not done what I think many people thought they would do when he yeah. came in and he thought, oh, he's going to do a Leicester way. He just starts mm. winning every game like he did at the end of, of his time at Leicester, winning every game and, and sort of getting the best out of everyone. They have sort of tapered off a little bit now and I think I think that there's no excuses really. We should mm. be able to beat a team like Watford. And one of the big issues obviously this season has been injuries and that could be a factor against mm. Watford as well. What have you made of it this season, Casey, in terms of injuries? Because Oli gets a lot of stick but part of me thinks it's deserved some of it's deserved anyway not all of it but part of me thinks if you look at the injuries we've had not necessarily the amount of injuries but the players that have been injured and their importance do you think Oli deserves a little bit more not credit but a little bit more leeway because he's had to deal with no Paul Pogba for much of the season no Marcus Rashford who looks like could be out for the entire season for for what's going to be you know a big part of, of the sort of squeaky bum time as Fergie used to call it Martial was missing for a few months McTominay as well do you think he does deserve a bit more sort of sympathy I feel like I feel like the lot of the stick that he gets given is obviously his tactical changes and his tactics are a bit off in terms of substitutions but in terms of the injuries I'd I'd say like when you look at the team you probably would say a team like United should have a lot of reserves but then uh, if someone gets injured there should be someone who's easily going to step into that place and do the job we don't have that we don't have the luxury of that anymore really so yeah, I feel like the injuries have been important. I think one of the bigger injuries that has been sort of overlooked in the senses is, is is Eric Bailly in the sense of, I mean, this might seem, uh, let me just put this out before everyone says, I'm not reacting to the fact that he played exceptionally against Chelsea. I thought it was fantastic against Chelsea. But I've always thought that the player that should play... It was a very Eric right? He was he was good, right? But, and I love Eric Bailly and he did some amazing things. It, but there was a touch of Eric Bailly's about him, especially in the first 10 minutes where you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, he, has, yeah. He, has a, he has a dash in the madness, yeah. but it's great. But I do love Eric Bailly and I, you know, I think he's Sometimes you just need that. But I always thought that a, a centre-back like Lindelof or Maguire is best partnered by someone like Eric Bailly. Because the fact Someone is, with a slightly like because obviously you've got your composed, <laughs> yeah. and here's the guy like yeah. obviously you've Maguire, got Maguire, crazy, yeah, because that's, 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 that's how that's how that's pirouetting how... in his own box and diving in two footed, but in his own in the opposition's half, there's no there's no logic to it, yeah. Like if you know if you had him and Rowe as your centre back partner, yeah. oh my shit, god, could you imagine that you'd be relegated? I think either that great, or the striking line would end up suspended every week. They'd have no striking line. The other team would go like they'd all be broken. But the fact is that's how Liverpool operate. Liverpool have Van Dijk who's very composed and sits back and everything and then they have someone like Joe Matip yeah. who just like run in and try and tackle and when they try and get past him because they're like oh my god do, this yeah. guy is coming at me at 100 miles per hour mm. Van Dijk just it. clears it up I do love Eric Bailly um, one of my favourite games from Eric Bailly was when we beat Liverpool a few uh, a couple of years ago when Marcus got a brace 
Mm. And by he scored a, a, an own goal, but for me he was man of the match, and that just summed him up. He scored yeah. an own goal. Yeah, I thought he was man of the match. Yeah. Genuine, and he'd not played for months, and he came back in, mm. and everyone was like, "Why is Jose throwing him in? Oh no, this is going to be a disaster." And he was mint, and it was just like this is what we've been missing because yeah. he is so good. He compliments the other centre backs, like that's what I mean. And then you look at the other injuries. We haven't had a settled midfield for most of the season. Like obviously we lost Paul Pogba, we finally have hopefully found a replacement for yeah. that sort of passing ability in Fernandez. McTominay got injured. Mm. Fred obviously started a bit slowly. Matic got injured, or Matic kind of dropped off, but he's come back yeah. in and he's looking a lot better. There's never been a, like a, a midfield free where I've been like, that's settled. They know how to play it together. They've got a good run. And then obviously, then we've got them that we don't even get into the forward line of we've, we've had Rashford injured. We yeah. saw our best striker. Oh, no, our, our whoa, most, whoa, whoa. We saw our hey. most prolific striker. Alexis Sanchez. We saw our, our best striker. We saw yeah. our most what, prolific what striker. Name, in terms of stats and everything. Do you know what I can't be doing with as well is when Lukaku scores and the timeline is just a wash with, why did we sell Lukaku? Because he works in the system. Like, uh, it doesn't work in our system. It wasn't it's the, not the fact we sold him, we just didn't replace yeah, him. Yeah, that's the thing, innit? Why right. did we replace him? Because let's not forget the same people that are tweeting that were doing memes of him to Benny Hill music when he was at United. Yeah. So it's not like he was. They were the ones that said he was wearing jeans and Timberlands like when he was trying to control the ball like the fact he does well at Inter is the fact that he doesn't have to touch a ball more than once exactly and if you look at his record 42 goals in 96 games he's very good Mm. but his record after 10 games was 10 goals he very much in fits and starts do you know what I mean like he'd he'd go 10 games scoring and then 10 games without scoring or Mm. 9 games without scoring and some of those games where he wouldn't score would be the games you needed. The vital one, and also, yeah. like the, some of the games he scored, like I honestly didn't understand the defending because when he, whenever he touched the ball, people just stood off and waited for him. Well, to he was run. a big part of four four nil FC, wasn't he? Yeah, so, and and, and like, you remember the derby as well, at Old Trafford, where he set up was two it, city was, goals. was it that game against? <laughs> Do you remember? It, it was the game against. I mean, not right if you're not you scoring. some of these things. You do, like, yeah. like, and I, you know, fair enough, you're not scoring. That's one thing, but to. Actually, assist the opposition. Twice I think, I think it, it was the game against PSG Came where out. he scored. I think it was PSG, yeah. yeah. And I remember he got the ball to feet, and I just saw both the PSG centre backs just step off him and like we're going to hold a line. I was like, don't let him get the ball under control. Like if, if you're a defender for the other team, don't give him more space. You know like, like just step you, in and he'll you know lose when you it. You play like five side off, eleven side, and you see are like on his touch, get on him. <laughs> like you know, you can't control it, get on him. And you've, you've said that. <laughs> I hear it often. Um, <laughs> but that's like with Lukaku, isn't it? You know, if yeah. the ball's on to get on him straight away because it's going to take him at least three touches mm. to get that under control. Um, but, you know, it's like, are you going to say now we should have kept Ashley Young because he scored the other week? Because if you watch that goal, 100%. he runs at it. I mean, I'm, you know, my, my thoughts on Ashley Young, great leader, captain legend. Um, he runs 75 but no yards no, no with no one t- challenging him. <laughs> He literally has the full reign of the pitch, and it's like, oh my god, why isn't anyone going to? He's I think people need off. to seriously watch a lot of Italian football to understand why these players yeah. are and, and are do, doing well. And if you don't, then don't fucking go on about it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't watch a lot. He's of just basically football, the thing was, in his team was built to fill folks around Riccardi, who was very much just got the ball in the box and shot, and they've now just basically taken Riccardi out and put in Lukaku, mm. who's very good at getting the ball in the box and shooting. Exactly. But the fact is that the rest of it, they don't need to hold up play because they play like a lot more in between the midfield and the centre-backs and that sort of lines. So it's, it's just a system that works for him, and that's why he's scoring goals. The fact is, is we needed to get someone who can hold it up and then also score the goals, but mm. we just didn't. Um, on sadder topics... Um, at the time of recording this, Harry Gregg died this week. Um, I know House and McCall have spoken about this, but you know, it's not just like we'll only speak about it once. Legend on and off the pitch, mm. big part of, of the sort of, not just what happened at Munich, 
he obviously rescued people, but yeah. rebuilding as well, getting the, the red flag flying again because he was, you know, he's back in goal 13 days later, mm. keeping mm-hmm. a clean sheet as well. Which, you know, I watched the Busby documentary recently. We all went to see it, me, Gaz, and um, Stay, um, and it was just amazing that this happened and that, that Jimmy Murphy says to him, you know, to him and Bill Falks, who just watched after teammates die, mm. and in, in Harry, Harry Gray's case, actually dragged some of them from the wreckage, said, you're playing in the next game. Didn't almost didn't give him a choice, mm. uh, but that was uh, I think that was sort of the mentality as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big legend, big part of what mm. Manchester United are about as well. And I think it's right. I don't want to get this. People say, "Oh, you live in person." You, know, you you should appreciate, you should appreciate what that. your yeah. legends and and the Why good times that you've had. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Just because something happened, like oh god, it happened like you know five years ago. Forget about it now. It didn't happen. Like you can't celebrate it. Still. Yeah, it'd be absolutely wrong to not to not remember mm. them and acknowledge them and respect. What yeah. did. And I, you know, if, if one person's listening to this podcast or is watching this and didn't know who Harry Gregg was and they go out and Google him or have a search and realise oh, what he's done, then I'm all for mm. that because, you know, there's some people that sort of transcend mm. just about their playing ability. It's what they've done off the pitch as well. And he's one of those people, yeah. you know, who, who had um, so much, did so much, sorry, mm. for, for Manchester United, both th- on and off the pitch. I think it was um, Chucky that had tweeted, and he actually told me about it as well, that he'd been to his house not oh, that yeah, long Brad ago. Oh, yeah, Brad McClare, went to his house. Yeah, he went to his house not that long ago, and I remember him telling me about it, and he was like, he had, because I think he had like quite a bit of memorabilia at home as well or something, and he was saying like he was such a nice guy. He said not just like because he was such a great footballer, he said, but like the stories that he had to tell and like the way he told them, he said, it was one of the most like entertaining afternoons. He said, and, and I remember him saying, he's like, I'll always remember that. Like it was amazing. Mm. It's, a, it's a bit sad as well. Obviously it's very sad what happened mm. at Munich, but I think he missed out on a title. He didn't get, he came this, the, that season of Munich. So he didn't win anything that season, obviously. Mm. Lost in the FA Cup final, mm. one of the worst fouls I've ever seen in my life, but won't get into that. Um, and I think he missed out on the 63 final because he was injured. Yeah. Mm. And then by the time we won the title in 64, Alex Stepney, if memory, if I'm right, memory, if I'm right, um, had come in as keeper. So I don't think I don't know if he actually got any winners' medals at Manchester United. Mm. If I'm wrong, forgive me. I think me. he got goal. I mean, like not United, but I think he. I've, I've heard the other day he got goalkeeper of the tournament at the World Cup, which I thought for a Northern Irish keeper was. Imagine that. Quality. Imagine Northern Ireland going, you know, going to the World Cup now and getting keeper and goalkeeper yeah. of the tournament. Who would that be? That's Alex McCarthy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not even Saving McCarthy. those medicine Hennessy. balls as Wait, well. No, I know that's mm. when you I don't know. even know. Oh, I can't even, yeah, this is my problem. I can't even Pelly, think of the Northern Irish. <laughs> from like five yards away. What? Nah, you're right. Waterlogged leather ball. Yeah. <laughs> Diving in front of that. No thanks. I've had a Sandico at me. I don't. I feel like that would be a lot, like five times as worse as a Sandico. <laughs> I actually broke me. I'm trying to save one of five aside, so that shows you how hardcore I am in goal. Um, um, Wally of the week, guys. Casey, I'll start with you. Who's your Wally of the Week? Oh, that's a hard one. I've, I mean, I've already had given my piece on the league of regulations as being my Wally of the Week. I'd go Raiola. I mean, like, he just mm-hmm. seems to be... I mean, it, not really a Wally because I don't think he particularly cares what people think of him. He's going to get his clients. He's going to get his moves because he's not the commodity in that do matter. Know, do you know what annoys me as well about his tweets as well? It's actually gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. If you read it... That's what I mean. It's it doesn't like mean a, anything. Yeah. No. It's like when he had a go at Scholzer. And if he's like, oh, imagine Paul Scholes trying to find Paul Pogba uh, a club, he would have many sleepless nights. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. If you actually decide, like, deconstruct <laughs> yeah. it, it's meaningless. I mean, it could have been like. Gobbledygook. Many sleepless nights. It's like. What does that mean? <laughs> that means fuck all. 
Mm. What are you on about? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like with this thing with Ollie, what are you talking about? He says that a lot. He says that many. I'm going to assume it's just like it's an, maybe an Italian idiom, and he's just trying to translate. It I get it. He's not. You know, just just throwing it straight in. Appreciate you think you'd just, at least get someone to check it yeah, for you? Like, and maybe say, you know what, mate? This actually doesn't make sense. So what if I was going to tweet something in Italian or whatever, you, I wouldn't just do it. Well, from yeah. Google Translate, I'd like to say, I'm going to make that. Does that make yeah. sense to you? But yeah, he just spouts nonsense. Mm. Um, and mm. your Wally of the Week. There's so many. So many. Shout out to um, the housing situation in Berlin. That is my Wally of the Week because you know I'm what? supposed to be moving there next week and I have nowhere to live. So I'll give you some, I'll tell you something. I'll Definitely didn't expect the Housing Association of Berlin <laughs> yeah. to be Wally of the Anyone, Week. Anyone, yeah, week. basically. Yeah. Um, it's just slightly below the Football Association of Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. the Housing Association. The um, yeah, that was, I, I, I that was extremely irritating to me I uh, recently. That, again, I'm, I might be crossing the line here, but I would have thought that the Germans were quite efficient in dealing with things like housing. They would have been like, right, no. here you go. They're renowned for their efficiency in their organisation. No. Is that not the case? No. Oh, okay, well. That is all I have to say. You know what? There's a few that I could get into, but I'll just I'll leave it at that. I, I, I could go. I, I, I could think, go I into think the Old Trafford next week or the weekend. You should start a chant. You can stick your German Housing Association yeah. up your ass, and I think mm. that'll get a lot of uh, traction. I was gonna go into or more build a bonfire, but no, let's no. not. <laughs> um, I could have gone into Brits territory because that was go on, but I won't. Man, the Brits, go on. No, the um, I can't remember her name. The MP that came out and had a go at Dave. For his performance, well, I know because he called Boris Johnson racist, and she's like, "No, no, he's not. He's not. It's like no, that's no. so oh, wrong of him Prissy to Patel. say." Yeah, I know Mac has been having a dig at her because she's not flavour of the month for many people. And yeah, I, so I can't do with n- like, don't want to hate on Berlin too much, so she can she can be it instead. <laughs> she's been doing. People have accused her of bullying, aren't they? As well, we try not to get political no. on this show, but all I will say is just don't vote sorry. Um, <laughs> my Wally of the week. I don't know. I just—it's so obvious, isn't it, to say Rayola that she just—you know—I'm just struggling. No, that's to why see. I nicked it first. I was I like, yeah, I'll get I'm in just, there. I'm just—I mean, I could have gone for something else. The next answer was Housing Association of Berlin. Yeah, so. yeah, no, yeah. no, actually, I will go differently. I'll go with um, Adrian Durham because I don't like giving him our time, but it doesn't really matter because he's got his own show, so you can get it anyway. Um, after Rayola and um, Simon Jordan. Had a little bit of a mm. set two really? on talks, I, I but, forgot you had that one actually. That's yeah, one. Which I thought Simon Jordan for all his faults was actually quite good in the way he did it. And you know, he's obviously got a bit of skin in the game, the fact he doesn't like agents because he had to deal with them as a football owner, as a, as a former um, club owner. But I thought he made some really good points. Um, and then Agent Durham's come out and said, well, maybe Paul Pogba and Riola are bigger than Manchester United. And he's also stuck up for City as well. So I just think he's a bit of a well. He does, he's, he does what he does to get a mm. reaction. He's got one out of me. So well done. But he's still my Wally of the Week. Mm. Yeah. Um, and before you go to Berlin, when can people find you? Well, they can find you when um, you're in Berlin. That's yeah, yeah. Like, I won't be like, like disabling all social media. I'm like not disappearing. Wi Fi in Berlin. Yeah. Um, well, not in some of the flats I've tried to look for. But, you know. Um, no, just anywhere. Just Angelina Kelly. Just search I'll say Salford. Early, yeah. so you need to know. Uh, Casey, uh, I, on, I, talk, talk to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve's I mean, uh, not your script. Steve's <laughs> You obviously can find me on Stratford Paddock. I'm on there a lot. We have a lot of content. We have a lot of random stuff. We have a lot of news, all that sort of I'd thing. I'd like to apologise as well to Stratford Paddock for walking into their live stream yesterday. Yeah. There was a sign outside the door that said, do not enter, which I didn't read. I thought, because it was like one of those. We got one of that. It was like that. 
but not with but with Steve do not Jim. enter on it. Yeah. It's like it's pretty it's pretty easy but, to like yeah, notice. My little brain was too small <laughs> to walk and read at the same time. It's not having yeah. me. straight in. So I walked in and I went, oh, oh sorry, I didn't realize you could. Not live, is it? And they went, yeah. Yeah. I was like, right. And then I looked on my phone and I had a message from Steve saying, don't careful when you get in because yeah. the recording, so don't come in. Yeah. So apologies to Shep for panic. Well, yeah, uh, Twitter, at Casey underscore Evans underscore. It's a lot. I just want my name and my Twitter handle, so there. And then, yeah, pretty much the same. If you... We'll yeah. have you back on here as well, mate. Don't yeah. worry about that. So I'll probably be around. <laughs> um, guys, don't forget as well to check out Beer 52, the Link is in the description. As I said, you can get yourself some free beers. Make sure that you're over 18. Terms and conditions do apply. Um, but use the, the sort of link, www.beer52.com forward slash devils and get yourself some extra free craft beers. That's been Angelina. That's been Casey. I've been Jay. This has been the Full Time Devils podcast. Don't forget to give us a like, share, and a subscribe. We're on Audio Boom, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, and we're on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.